What stream key is one using? You know the game High on Life where you got um, th that guy from Rick and Morty doing all the voices? Well, you, you know, he's like, eh, 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 all the time. Yeah, well, look at that that familiar backdrop. It's like, Jesus, look at the thing you've been doing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 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 I I can't believe you've done this. Ha oh, um, hello. Holoc Holocaust, uh, Holocaust month as well. Don't forget that. It's no saying N word January, November. And uh, yeah, you got to be vegan. You got. <laughs> Basically, they just like look. The all the people that were going to commit suicide did it over Christmas. So let's just make sure we round up the stragglers by making it the most miserable month possible. Yes, yes, it, it very much so. Uh, yeah, uh, there seems to be a lot of campaign to make January the most miserable month possible. Uh, just, um, but hey ho, welcome to 2023 Anno Domini. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, you oh, see, we, we, we go, we go from, uh, we go from uh, misery and boredom to vibrant culture and um, uh, Oh, I was I, I was going to say fuck fuck shaking. That, that's that's what they do in in February. Um, but yeah, so 2023 Anno Domini or Year of Our Lord, or is the the what? Hey, no, Hobbit. Have you accounted for the fucking missing like 13 minutes? From uh, last well, year? yeah, um, but. <laughs> It's also known as the Common Era, which is commonly based on the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Oh, should be able to hear me now. <laughs> People couldn't hear me earlier. What well, what's what's that method of time we uh, we need to add to this year to like round it up? I forgot. Fucking. Uh, oh no, let's let's just forget about sidery <laughs> and tropical time. Let, let's let's just pretend our time. When do we system... add that? When can we add that thirteen minutes or something we need? <laughs> Let's oh, no, just nobody, nobody heard me say welcome to 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 keto dry veganuary because all of that bit That's was lost because my, my mic wasn't on. Well, we heard <laughs> well done. So, yeah. how do you mean your mic wasn't on? We heard you. Um, it wasn't broadcasting to the right bit. Well, why would you want want to have it broadcast well, got, to I, people? I use voice meter, don't know, which is like a mixing desk. So it wasn't yeah, but it's a lot more fun if you pretend you're like Sooty. We can hear you, but nobody else can. 
What's that, Hemi? But then, yeah. It'd get, it'd get quite boring when I start reading out the bits from the 14, 14 times. What, yeah. What's that, Hemi? Be, you want me to say the N word on your show? <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> November. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's two thousand. You know, there is something we could talk about. There's a. Or, well, I, or the... I think I was muted when I said this, but I'm sure there's a film, one of the like films from the future. There's something that happens in 2023 in one of the films. I heard someone say it somewhere the other day, but I can't remember what it is. Oh, didn't they make that? They made that COVID film, didn't they? Called COVID twenty three or something. Oh, yeah. did they? No, I'm talking about yeah, one of like I'm film. talking about one of yeah. like the mid nineties films. One of those happens oh, right. in twenty twenty three, but I can't remember which one it is. Films based. Films set in the year two thousand twenty three AD. That's what. Two thousand twenty three AD. New York. This is a film set in the future, which is now the present. Uh, 1952, 2000. What if I can really... Ah, no, not released. The setting. Um, oh, Vampire Hunter D is set in uh, 1290, so uh, 2000 oh, years after June. Um, oh, Mortal Engines is set between 7,798 between 3950, so that's in the era of June as well. Um, but we want 2023 AD. Um, oh, so Purge Apparently the Purge Anarchy is, 20, is 2023. So, 2032? No. Did you know the film The Texas Chainsaw Massacre is set in 2023, the remake? Because it's, oh, it's set 50 years after 1970. Oh, here, here, we, here we go. So... I got the list here. Eternals. Um, uh, whatever uh, Eternals oh, is. No. Don't breathe. So two. Uh, don't breathe two. It's a sequel yeah, to. Yeah, don't breathe two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one with. Uh, Avengers game. Endgame. X Men. Oh, that's Day true. Yeah, Endgame happens in twenty. Well, but end. Wait, the blip happens in twenty twenty three, right? Uh, so Avengers Endgame, X Men. Yeah, Day's just been blipped back, right? Okay. X-Men Days of Future Past, The Purge, Anarchy, Surrogates. Oh, Surrogates is a good film. Yeah, That's before so Bruce Willis went completely doolally. Uh, oh. you, you know how Bruce Willis like d does all those films now because he's trying to get a pension. Oh, Hobbit, you, you know you were talking about Gunbuster sure even... the other day. Gunbuster. Gunbuster is set in 2023. <laughs> I thought I you were after the video of it or something, the DVD. Of oh, it. yeah, that that's right. Um, yeah, and then someone like responded with, with on the thing saying, "Oh, I know where to get it, but I'm not going to tell you because it's degenerate." I was like, "Well, okay, get blocked then." Have they? Fuck yeah. Oh, the, the Chris Pratt's The Tomorrow War is 2023 as well. I saw the picture and he oh, looked a bit like right. Tom Cruise in it, so I thought, have they renamed Live Die Repeat, whatever it's fucking called, again? <laughs> Oh, is that the one with Tom Cruise where oh, he's man. in the power yes. armor suit? Yeah, but and... I thought yeah. it was that because the costumes all look exactly the same, and it's a small so... picture, and Chris Pat looks a bit like a bit like uh, it... Tom Cruise. I, I, I'm gonna, I know that is. I'm gonna call that Groundhog Day starring Tom Cruise, and uh, yeah. because not, it's a great film. Day. It, it, no, it, Groundhog Day with power armor. Groundhog Day with power armor. Oh, click. Apparently, Click is set in 2023. 
The Adam Sandler film. Who? Oh, if you're a um, Adam Sandler, where he has the remote to control his life. If oh, you're shit, a... yeah. That was uh, God, that's really wow. Okay. Yeah. So uh, twenty years ago, right? Mm. A film. Vaccine saves life. Says if you're a Babylonian and read right to left, it's the Year of Skull and Bones. You're very right. It is free two two. Um, oh, three two two. By the way, it's uh, if you get the emo- numbers, um, if you get an emoji for the when do we start calling smileys emoji? I mean, there's there's no other loan words from Japanaland in our language. Why do we use this one when smileys does the same? Anyway, the smiley for a fuel pump has the number three two two in in the box. So uh, that's nice. Smiley fuel fuel pump. Yeah, so uh, there's a fuel pump emoji or smiley, and the numbers in it say three two two. And I saw that on I don't know, fourteen words or one of those related conspiracy channels. By the way, t dot me slash fourteen words is uh, your place to go for the yeah, hardest the, hitting. Hold on, I'll throw a, I'll throw a link in for the disc. We have a brand new shiny Discord as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. June, the books are essential. And then he, he, he says, uh, make love to the sandworms. What? I, uh, you know, I, I, oh, KSI Snipers found the, the smiley for a fuel pump, but I can't make out anything in it, so uh, I don't know. Uh, Reading the uh, prequels to June now. Oh I, shit! I remember what sh- Pure Mo- Nomads talking about. Do you remember when Bruce Bruce Willie is? I think autocorrect has had its way with Pure Nomad. Apparently, Bruce Willie tried to give one of his daughters his iTunes account, but you know, rather than just giving her give, giving her his password like a normal person would, he took he took Apple to court to try and let her let her so he could give give her it in his will or something. Wrong. Okay. And they oh, told and then, fuck off. Uh, yeah, Apple's like, uh, no, you, you, you can't do that because uh, fuck you, pay us, basically. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you, pay me is is uh, the modus operandi of uh, the carry thing. Um. Uh, right, so, um, do you want me to, are you ready to talk about some oscillation, Hobbit? I know this is going to get you wet. Well, yeah, I was going to say we've we've got another subject, but I think we we should dedicate that to its own specific yeah. week. Yeah, we can mm-hmm. do that. So, uh, I've well, got I've got plenty of content anyway. Um, so imagine to, imagine. So this is from fourteen times uh, three hundred twenty seven from May twenty fifteen. Um, imagine turning into your favorite ra- favorite radio program only to hear it drowned by a cacophony of weird noises, a veritable insurrection in hell, a howling inferno. Do we have uh, to explain what radio shows are to the audience? Imagine a podcast, but instead of going <laughs> on the internet, it's on this thing called a radio, and instead of downloading it, you'd broadcast you it at certain times. <laughs> you have one chance yeah. to listen to it. Uh, unless you've got an anorak mate who put it on the tape, and then you could listen to it the next day. That like was me, 40. by the way. Like the Top 40 on a uh, Sunday night, Hobbit. Do you remember that? Taping uh, your favourite songs. I uh, Unfortunately, because I was poor... I didn't have many cassettes, so I used to record the John Peel show and any songs I like, 
I would then take from... So I record the entire show, and then I'd be like, oh yeah, I particularly like that song, and then I record it into another cassette. Um, and I, yeah, all those cassettes got chucked out. Thanks, Mum. Uh, it's the not state- as if I ever wanted to keep those cassettes again or to have like a, a Jaguar S type with a cassette deck, and I'd be like, oh, here's a mixtape I made from the mid-90s. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was the state of wireless in, in certain areas of the UK from the mid 1920s to the early 1930s, where other countries were quick to impose regulations on valve radio manufacture. So this is the this is the this is like we we have never really been. We've kind of been the Wild West in our own way, haven't we? Like like we can we can hang washing out in our back garden and like the Yanks and things like that, can't we? Oh god, it's weird when they say the lands are the free, but they can't store rainwater <laughs> and they can't put the washing out. If your grass grows above two inches, a SWAT team will come kick down your door. Yeah, you can't um, you can't uh, grow veg on your front garden. You know when they say that actually the American federal system of republic is based on on the Swedish system, not Swedish, sorry, the Swiss system. I think basically the Swiss. Yeah, like it, it, is it like just basically a Swiss country? Like, oh, you're making too much noise there. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, so where other countries were quick to impose regulations on Ralph radio manufacture, the UK, the real country, the land, the real land of the free, laws were laxer, leading to the spread of un unevolved sets liable to transmit as well as receive. Because you also you you see that in all in because I have to. All devices have to com- comply to is it FAA regulations, isn't it? Of it, uh, just just uh, I will answer that in a bit. Uh, pure nomads, you and Ian are wrong. There's no proof that John Neil, uh, John Neil, John Peel was a nonce. Like, wh- where's your evidence of this? Everyone keeps saying, Oh, yeah, he definitely was a nonce, but then there's no evidence for it. Fuck you. Mm. But anyway, uh, uh, yes. Well, apparently uh, in his own biography, he admitted to doing that, Hobbit. Oh, what sort of evidence is that then? <laughs> I mean, if I, write, if I write in my biography, I went up to Mount Everest and shagged a goat, does that mean it's true? <laughs> yeah. Do, 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 we really, do we really think that Harry was absolutely destroyed by every minor event in his, real, in, in his life? <laughs> King Charles once... <laughs> He pinched Harry's nose between his fingers and then stuck his thumb out and said, I got your nose. And Harry has been scarred on his face ever since then. Oh, dear. Uh, so, uh, Pure nomads. Like, you know, if someone in the biography admits that they've done some sort of misdeed, again, in my biography, it says I've climbed up Mount Everest and I sodomized a goat. And then I threw him down. I threw him down the mountain, and I laughed at his body as it turned into a pile of gory bones. It's in the biography. It's written down, so it must be the truth, right? Oh come on, Hobbit! Embellish it a bit more. You shagged the yeti. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Get make it topical, all right? Uh, look, 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 look. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to make outlandish claims in my biography, otherwise no one will believe it. People could believe. Like, like that time your mum caught you were covered in ectoplasm because you'd had sex with a ghost, didn't you? A bit. Well, it was a succubus. Spooky ghost. Spooky and, ghost. <laughs> and she was annoyed because she kept coming into my dreams and she's like, I'm going to make you come. I'm like, no, you're not. And then I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, 
So one night you kept the light on. One night you kept the light on and you realised it was your mum. That's not very nice. (laughs) You're making me think of that clip of Harry that I heard the other day, the one where the one where where he was jerking off with some fucking hand cream and it's the same stuff his mum used to use and it just just got really awkward. (laughs) Oh, I thought the awkward bit about it was it was like icy hot or deep heat or something. <laughs> I wish. And then he was scarred for life. Um, so, in impish or unskilled hands, early valve radios could fall into states of feedback if volumes were pushed too high. And these feedback tones would infect other radios for miles around. It was termed oscillation or howling, early electronic sound in untamed natural state, an archetypal spooky whistling sound later popularized by the hands-free electronic instrument the theremin uh, mm. most listeners oscillated accidentally but newspaper reports indicate that some people oscillated deliberately and uh, and gratuitously over radio programs they didn't enjoy <laughs> but yeah. is that like early youtube comment section <laughs> it's basically like when the, is, that the dislike turned is that the dislike button for early yeah that's it. It's just like <laughs> let your neighbours know how much you dislike uh, the women's hour. Or, or is it the thing with TVs as well? You could turn your neighbours' TV like with the no in, the, in like the early days. No, like, the early like... the early ones were in infrared. But I don't know. Right. Hobbit, are you old enough to remember VCR players with a wired remote? Do you remember that? Uh, wired. I, I, what? I never had one, but yes, I'm aware of it. Yeah. Oh, and they used to be called clickers, the remotes, because rather than being rather than being infrared, like uh, all modern remotes are, yeah. or remotes have been for a very long time. I've never so, ever seen a wire. They, they, they were MTL. ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Oh, my, my favourite thing was uh, my dad got me a... Well, I say favourite thing, it was a piece of shit. Yeah, Alphabet Cat's um, an old fag. He, he remembers <laughs> wired remotes. My dad got me because he, he knew how obsessed I was with remote-controlled uh, cars, so he got me this remote-controlled car. Except the it had a uh, wire. It was wired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And you have to it, run it, after it. <laughs> and also, uh, there was no Ed- steering. Ed- control. Edited out the TV adverts. Do you remember that Hobbit? Did you ever, did you ever do that when you recorded when you were about and you recorded? Something? Yeah, if if I was recording oh, something yeah, live, yeah. my mum did that all the time. <laughs> EastEnders. Then, Oh fucking whatever. It well, was. not in these My mate's mum used to tape like films and horror films and that, but she'd always like edit out the sex scenes. <laughs> oh, but but that's like um, that just sounds like a needless <laughs> amount of effort. But yeah, okay, you you do you well, then, she was doing mum. She, well, she was doing her bit. What? So so anyway, uh, the this this remote control car it had two two controls like yeah, forward yeah, and reverse. Yeah, no. But what used to happen was the it was the jack would get bent on the wired remote, and then it, that was it. It was fucking dead then. <laughs> the two controls being forward and reverse, and when it was reversing, it would because it's like uh, got a, an axle that's not secured down. It would go round in the circle, and that's how you could steer it. And uh, I very quickly got bored with it, and it's like. Hey, what if I cut the wire? Will that make it wireless? And it's like, no. Well, yes, technically it is wireless because there's no wires now, but it also don't work. Uh, so was it? Uh, so 
So, so you had the early YouTube comment section. A crude disruptive form of Morse communication was also possible by, uh, by whilst tapping the aerial. Imagine that, like someone well, yeah, doing fuck off in, like a... someone doing fuck off in Morse code or something. Do you reckon? It's because, um, uh, yeah, it worked like a spark generator. <coughs> so anyway, the spark got him. I was going to say a spark spark generator, just being a sort of broadband like thing. It just fills up the entire waves with um, noise. So this must where where the TV de- detector van comes from then, because it says the airwaves were haunted by rogue oscillations, and likewise the streets were stalked by the spectre of mysterious anti-oscillation vans, a precursor to the TV detector vans which never existed, instated by the post office to detect and punish oscillators. Yeah, that's because the post office used to be the oh fuck, because um, they Blood used run. they used to do. Um, Radio, uh, phone communications and everything, didn't they? The GPO was before BT, wasn't it? Oh, I, I didn't know that. Well, that yeah, yeah, the post office. The post office used to be in charge of phone lines and things like that as well. I suppose it makes yeah. sense because you know it's all telecommunications, which is yeah, uh, which is like post office being like five hundred years old now, and it's mm. in for communication. So yeah. Fucking hell, Hemi, do you also remember the fall of fucking Rome? <laughs> I don't remember well, the post office bit. I just I just remember like the, the Well, I suppose like people older than me used to refer to like the BT as the GPO, didn't they? So Um Yeah. From the very dawn of from the very dawn of radio, interference was a serious problem. In the summer of nineteen oh three, a radio telegraphic experiment conducted by electrical engineer John Ambrose Fleming at London's Royal Institution suffered malicious interference from the magician Neville Maskelin. Uh, Fleming was demonstrating Marconi's Morse system and Maskelin planned to expose its flaws. Maskelin had... sounds so similar to uh, Maskelin. <laughs> yeah, just Marconi Maskelin, the magician Maskelin. <laughs> Maskelin had, had, had the courtesy to wait until the demonstration neared its end before transmitting his own Morse messages into the apparatus. With the help of an accomplice, Maskelin sent the word rats repeatedly before sending provocative Shakespeare quotations. Fucking old base. That hasn't ship hasn't ship posting gone down. <laughs> it's yeah, it's not what it used to be. Do you, do you reckon we should do you reckon we should be putting provocative Shakespearean quotations and, under YouTube videos now? Well, there's just the one that, like, we're using the word quaint instead of cunt. Yeah, qu- uh, quim. Was it quim, weren't it, he used? Yeah, quim as well, and merkin, yeah. but yeah. specifically the, the word quaint is uh, is uh, another way. It's an old-fashioned way of saying cunt. Yeah. How did it go from that to being something that's quite pleasant and nice? It's weird, isn't it? Because it's like, that's nothing. Well, it's like the word gay as well. Like, you know, gay used to be a, a nice thing. And now it's like, oh, no, you have a venereal disease. Well, I, me- I remember a decorating company called Gay Homes when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because it's like, you know, it's a happy home. Yeah. Uh, but now now gay just means uh, monkeypox. Well, wasn't that supposed to be a thing we're supposed to be? What happened to monkeypox? I don't know. It's like what happened. What happened? Anyway, with too? bird flu. Yeah. Yeah. Or Omnicron, or whatever it was. Fucking. Um, Omnicron. Om nom nom nom. Um. 
Initially, the perpetrator of the messages was unknown, but days later, Maskelyne confessed his actions, which Fleming damned the scientific hooliganism. <laughs> they just love the old days and the insults, like Shakespearean, like, risky quotes and calling calling someone a scientific hooligan. We're the hooligans. Do you think we should, do you think we should uh, describe uh, Greta Thunberg as a scientific hooligan online? Well... Uh, I would describe her as a uh, African genocide enthusiast, mm. because that's what she is. <clears throat> Nevertheless, the problem of interference remained an issue, especially so since most modern radio sets were potential oscill- oscillating transmitters too. Um, Hobbit, do you know anything about early radio, or what went on, uh, what it was all about, what was called? Well, the it? funny thing is, is like in terms of early television, which I do know a bit about, uh, like. One of the uh, the inventors of the cathode ray tube was part of the Golden Dawn Society, which is an esoteric cult organization. But they weren't like, oh yeah, this would be a good way to send. Uh, oh, your uh, mate Guy Fawkes is in uh, theatre productions. Hello, Guy oh. Fawkes in into people's uh, homes. No, it's like, hey, we could use this to scry into the uh, uh, other realms, and uh, it'll be better than a crystal ball. So the 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 like, cathode ray tubes were made for scrying, and oh yeah, also wasn't, the wasn't first the image te- wasn't the television like a combination of about three or four different inventions. Well, yeah, you because you got radio wave transmission and you got video and uh, the cathode ray you know, tube. Well, yeah, there's John Loki Baird's televisor, which uh, worked in a different sort of system. And by the way, Did that Boo-Boo was used in. Him? Yes. Uh, <laughs> did, he, did he like uh, pick, did he like picking pick the baskets, Loki Baird? Well, well it, it, but imagine he was a Glaswegian and, like, going, I'm so bad, I'll invent television. Oh, so uh, he was basically fighting. So it wasn't the park owner he was fighting with, it was coppers. It, it, yeah, again... It, and, it, and, was, instead, uh, and instead of picnic baskets, it was bottle, bottles of bucky he was going around stealing. It, or, or, or whiskey or heroin, you know. It, the, 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 the usual things, what um, uh, Scotchman likes... But anyway, yeah, the first image proje- projected ever on, onto a television screen was uh, Maltese Cross. Ooh. It was put in front of the electron gun, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's an interesting image to project, actually. There's a lot of esoteric meaning behind the Maltese Cross, and uh, I'm sure some people will say, well, it, it's actually not based on the Christian Cross, and it predates it, and it the symbol means this or that. Um, I don't know what. So the BBC began broadcasting in 1922 and its weak transmissions were easily affected by atmospherics, electrical interference and near, nearby oscillating radios. As radio grew, grew increasingly popular, oscillation worsened and intensified further in the mid-twenties with the advent of, advent of loudspeakers that compelled listeners to push for higher amplification levels. Oscillation occurred whenever listeners overstrained their radios to increase volume. There was no volume dial per se. Rather, there was a. So, would these be like crystal set type things then, Hobbit? Well, I imagine what they do because in order to turn the volume up, you're using amplification, mm. and eventually, 
what you're doing is you're amplifying the signal to a point where it starts to feedback. Now, that's actually quite a fun effect, and it's used in, in synthesizers where, or, well, I suppose also like guitars and such, where if you increase the resonance to a point, it starts self-oscillating, and you get a whistling tone. So it's, uh, I think it explains that in a sec. So it says there was no volume dial per se, rather there was a reaction dial controlling the relationship between two coil components that inter interacted electromagnetically. Volume and tuning sensitivity were tied together through the use of, a react of the reaction dial. An output coil, in coil inside the radio fed, fed back its energy into an input coil. This way, the valve's input could hear some of its output, augmenting both the signal volume and the inaudible radio tuning frequency. Beyond a certain threshold, radio feedback tones were produced, energising the aerial and transmitting a radio frequency back from the set. Guy Fawkes, um, I've not heard that Jesus was crucified on the St. Andrew's Cross. Uh, the reason I suspect he was... was, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah. Oh, well, the X, the X cross. But the reason yeah. I suspect he was crucified on the Persian cross was because the um, Pontius Pilate washed his hands of it, and the Jews demanded that he be uh, crucified on on the cross, and as the one they specified. So it it wasn't the Romans doing it. It was just basically like the Romans, like, okay, what can we do to stop them rioting again? It didn't work because what in the end, it? Emperor. Uh, in the end, uh, Emperor Tiberius had to you know, exterminate them all. But uh, well, well some what escaped. about Roger, the Wapist? Uh, oh, um, Monty Python Hobbit. Biggest d Dickus. <laughs> Biggest Dickus. Um, so technically, suffering fakatash. So the next section is called heterodining. If you know whatever that is, Hobbit. I've uh, heard the term before, but go on. Um, uh, technical literature, literature and hobbyist magazines at the time made concerted efforts, concerted efforts to educate amateurs about the dangers of oscillation, but the information was not easily simplified and there remained much, much misunderstanding. Oscillation could only occur around a radio station's wavelength. For a radio set to audibly oscill oscillate, two source radio frequencies were needed. This process of creating sounding tones from two inaudible high frequencies is called heterodyning. So that's what heterodyning is. The first source was the home, the home's radio valve pushed to the point of feedback. Oscillating relative to the radio frequency, the tuning dial was turned to. The second source was the radio station itself broadcasting on its carrier wave to il to illustrate when the two minute silence for Armistice Day remembrance service was broadcast in 1924. BBC engineers switched off the actual radio transmitters to ensure absolutely no oscillation could occur against that wavelength. On other occasions, silent parts between programmes often featured the sound of a ticking clock to reassure listeners the station the station was still tuned, therefore therefore discouraging any fiddling with the reaction dial. So, so you could, I assume, you could oscillate accidentally as well as purposefully. Then. Hmm. <clears throat> And this would have been during the days of amplitude mod, uh, modulation as opposed to frequency modulation. Yeah. Uh, one quick but irresponsible way to locate a radio station was to raise the reaction dial 
to produce oscillation that would remain inaudible until the radio station was approached on the tuning dial. In this manner, the the tuning dial could be swept back and forth until an oscillation tone was heard. As the radio station's wavelength drew closer, the heterodyned oscillation frequency audibly crept in. A high mellow note that lowered its pitch as one got nearer, reaching the lowest... Is that like that thing? Is it long wave? You know, where you hear that... That kind of thing. Are they saying that that's like a... Also, like, it was that was that the sort of thing it would sound like. You'd have to like find someone who's like, okay, here's me twiddling with a knob, so I'm going to show you what it sounds like when you do yeah. these things. Because I'm I'm just thinking like when you you start playing with resonance on on a synth, it it does make these noises, and then when you start using the oscillator underneath the resonator, it will just. It will, it will sort of whistly warbly, if that makes sense. It, is it long wave I'm thinking of? You know, where you get like the squeaky, you get like those kind of squeaky noises, don't you? Well, basically anything which is AM, you're, you're going to get those noises. Yeah. Uh, so where was I? So people could do lazy stuff then, couldn't they? Then so, so so you had to be kind of you had to have quite a, a fair bit of knowledge about it then, didn't you? Um, so where was I? High mellow note that lowered its pitch as one got nearer, reaching the lowest pitch. The silent point in the middle meant that the wavelength had been reached. Okay, so you, so you have noise either side of the radio station is what they're saying meant that the wavelength had been reached. Here, the reaction dial would, would be ducked down below feedback, then readjusted into a sweet spot to hear the broadcast at an optimum volume. However, when reception was poor, listeners tended to oscillate in their attempts to, to increase volume. The BBC had difficulty broadcasting to certain parts of the UK where terrain hindered reception, creating oscillation hotspots. These oscillation frequencies would all radiate through the aerial, Thousands of people operating radios like this meant that the sum total is many wild and eerie noises. The oscillation was against the terms of a radio license, but it was difficult to de- detect detect offenders and enforce punishment. Instead, the BBC framed oscillation as a moral failing, overseeing anti-oscillation propaganda that led to witch hunts and confusion. A bit like they do today with politics. Then, so the, so so the BBC has been like been like this since the start, just embarrassing people for wrong think. You, you know, I, I just keep thinking of, like, anti-oscillator action. <laughs> so why, what is the problem with it, like, because of this, and what was the problem? Well, basically, uh, you wouldn't be able to hear a radio, radio broadcast. Wrong. Yeah. Oh, so they're complaining that, like, they people didn't, couldn't hear the shitty propaganda beeps pumping out? Is yeah. You're supposed yeah. to. You're and, doing also, it and also, they're saying like that, that's why I was saying it was like early YouTube shit posting, because basically, if you didn't like something, you could give it the thumbs down by drowning it out. If enough people didn't like it, they'd oscillate and and uh, drown it out. So then, <laughs> so then they knew that they weren't very popular. Obviously, the B- the BBC has always had a problem with crypt- criticism. It seems. Well, that's the thing. They're supposed to be like the. Um, they got their royal charter supposed to be there for everyone, but everyone knows it's state propaganda, and it's mm. they get very tetchy about people disagreeing with them. Yeah. A notable early broadcast ruined by oscillation was the BBC's on-air attempt to communicate with America on the morning of Sunday, the second of December, nineteen twenty-three. 
The announcer called out, Hello, America, British Isles calling. This was followed by a hopeful pause, marred by oscillation affecting the BBC relays. Listeners collectively strained the ears of their radios to hear any American reply. The announcer appealed to the local audience, Listeners, listeners, for heaven's sake, give us a chance. Stop oscillating. We want to hear America. The BBC's chief engineer, Captain Peter Eckersley, then took over the microphone pleading, I want to appeal to you. Stop oscillating. From the bottom of my heart, I implore you to give us a chance. Seriously, my it's heart, perfectly rotten of you. Perfectly rotten. <laughs> this this sounds like uh, uh, contemporary slang, perfectly rotten. I mean, mm. what would the, the modern equivalents of that be? Like, AFAM, don't vex me blood, in it, wagwam. <laughs> Yeah. Eckersley went on to become the instigator of Don't Oscillate campaign by the BBC and the GPO. Don't oscillate me, bro. And the Don't GPO, touch the that post office. Um, because I was one of those children, if you used to, if you used to look at, um, like, you know, the access, access lids for um, telecoms, you used to see them in the road. They used to have GPO stamped on them. So that's oh, how yeah. I, I only remember seeing, like... Um... Oh, what's it called? Uh, the BT logo on them. Hmm. The, the, the one with the, the trumpet, and it was yellow. Yeah. Uh, the General Post Office, which inclu- which controlled all broadcast in the UK at the time, Eckersley produced millions of free pamphlets on o- o- oscillation. Yeah, at the taxpayer's cost. Um Editions of the Oscillation pamphlet after 1927 bore cartoon illustrations illustrations to offset the dictatorial tone. So obviously they knew they were being fucking nanny state. The distribution of Oscillation pamphlets heralded the start of a wireless paranoia as the BBC encouraged correspondents to ad- ad- anonymous, anonymously identify su- suspected oscillators. So the BBC's BBC, so the BBC's always been like a snitchy or a snitchy backstabbing or, or organization that hates the people that use it. Then <laughs> it's nothing new. Well, so you, you're telling me the state propaganda has has like uh, contempt for those they're propagandizing against. Yeah, exactly. Say it ain't so, Hemi. Say it ain't so. Right? I want you to refute refute these calumnies <laughs> right now. Uh, so, uh, what's this? The distribution of oscillation pl- pamphlets uh, held, held at the start of wireless paranoia. As the BBC encouraged correspondents to anonymously identify suspected oscillators in their neighbourhoods who would then receive a pamphlet, the receipt of an o- oscillation pamphlet would indicate to a householder that busybody informant had accused them of oscillating. <laughs> this is fucking Stasi and everything all rolled into one, isn't it? Is this the? What's the thing? Is it, is it the Scarlet Letter or something? Well, when when was that from? This feels like Greta Thunberg. <laughs> uh, this is, this I hate this. <laughs> this is this is there. You go. Present day is nothing new, Hobbit. Like what's happening now is nothing new whatsoever. Well, it sure is glad to know. Well, I don't think people were giving off Bluetooth signals. Have you, back have then. you ever have you ever heard the phrase "There's nothing new under the sun"? Yes, I have. <laughs> uh, so this is the living living embodiment of it. Uh, there was also a custom of visiting a suspected oscillator and stuffing into his letterbox an anti-oscillation pamphlet or an accusatory or an accusatory anonymous letter. 
Oscillation caused neighbours to become suspicious of each other, and as one newspaper put it, the furtive detective work that follows is not calculated to maintain the hitherto harmonious relationships of the area. Yeah, right. So there you go. The BBC has been dividing and conquering since since the twenties. What a bunch of shit. <laughs> By the way, if if you would like to know about not paying for your television license and how ban to go the about BBC, it, ban the BBC.com. I used to follow him on Twitter. He, it, there's also uh, Chili Conjani. Um, he he's a YouTube channel and uh, he does a lot of uh, videos giving advice and what have you about um, what you can do if you don't want to watch live BBC anymore. Mm. Oh, yeah. apparently Tate's what? 33 cars have been... Con- why, why does he own 33 cars, Hobbit? Freemasonry? There you go, he's telling you, look. Uh, um, well, why have one car when you could have 33, though? Because uh, he's... An, Maybe he's got... Why couldn't he have 32 oh. or 34? It's because he's... Or even 37, which is a base number. Do, do we have a list of what his cars... I really hope he's got, like, a, a say, a B4 or a Nissan Micra. No, he's got. A, he's absolutely got to say Leon GTI, hasn't he? Oh, I was going to say, is is he got like a Volkswagen Lupo, a Polo, or one liter? <laughs> so, so what was in these pamphlets? You ask, Hobbit. The pamphlets. Uno, the subject is a bunch of stuff. Um, we're doing about oscillation at the moment. Yeah, he's got a Bugatti Veyron, apparently. Um, the pamphlets explain that if an oscillation tone was heard and its pitch could be altered by the turning dial, then the reader was os- then the reader was oscillating. Don't do it. Was I'm the picking mantra. up good oscillation? For God's sake, think of the children. Stop oscillating. Uh, if only the vo- if only the volume changed, it was somebody else oscillating. And the question was who? Reasons for oscillation varied: ignorance, selfish tuning technique, or pure devilment. <laughs> the absurd... Yes, ha- hatred. It's just sheer hatred for the BBC is Anti- why anybody would do it. Anti-Semitic transphobia, that's what it is. It is, you know, it's just like the uh, the um, the people back then, the, the Q-tard, conspiratards, tard, the, the retards... January the 6th. Well, retards seem to get used a lot as a prerogative when when describing these people, mm. but I thought they're just differently abled. So why why would you use that as a slur? Mm. But anyway, the, these people that hate Greta Thunberg in the nineteen twenties—they were doing all this stuff, yeah. and they're evil. The absurd aspect of oscillate Trump fans from the nineteen twenties. The absurd aspect of oscillation lent itself no lent itself nine eleven deniers to parody in radio. Ra- they're uh, World War Two deniers um, in parody. Well, they, in radio well, I was going to say they're um, the nine eleven deniers because it's like no, it's the eleventh of the ninth. Yeah. Uh, uh, da, da, da. It was one American conspiracy ex- to get us to use their dating format, and I'm not standing for it. One early example is notable for its... This is why 7-7 happened on 7-7, weren't it? That was it. It was just basically the MR5's like, we won't counteract the American CIA yeah. uh, glow-in-the-dark uh, narrative. So we'll, we'll put it on 7-7, and that way there's no ambiguity. Yeah, there is ambiguity, you mean? Uh, wait. You, you can have the day-first or month-first format. 
Oh, yeah. That's um, why I'm saying it happened on 7-7, so you could have the day first or the month first, and it didn't matter. Everyone could call it 7-7. I'm confused. It's it's MI5 pandering to the Yanks, is what I'm saying 7-7 is. Oh, yeah. It, that, that's, that's, that's why, it's like not to step on their toes. Yeah, so we can all, so we can all call it 7-7 and nobody has a problem with it being 7-7. Oh, I've got a problem with it being 7-7. Yeah, I so think well. it's shit. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, the, the documentary about 7-7 you want to watch, it just type in 7-7 Muadib and uh, the I guy got a knock on the door. That, oh, yeah, yeah. Muadib uh, in the chat, yeah. yeah. He got a knock on the door from the... Um, I keep wanting to use Terry Davis' term, but I'm, I'm not allowed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because it's like, oh, sorry, it looks like you've had a little too much to think, fellow citizen. Uh, anyway, this this one early example I keep trying to tell you about, Hobbit, is notable for its use of radiophonic elect- electronic sound. The B- Birmingham BBC station, inspired by the American communication test, produced a prank in 1924, which was a pantomime that was seemingly interrupted by an American station coming through. It was a spoof. Poor reception was acoustically simulated by the sound of a lead shot in a kettle drum, rustling paper, breaking wood, and the sound of a valve oscillating. Okay, just now you know, Hobbit. If you want to make it yourself, so if you want to make if you want to make uh, poor poor reception, so you do it. So it's the uh, lead lead shot in a kettle drum, rustling paper, breaking wood, and the sound of a valve oscillating. If you know that sound. It, it... Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I know, I know the sound of os- oscillating, but I'm just thinking this sounds a bit like when they got uh, Scooby Doo, and it's like, no, it's not ghosts. It's just uh, it's some mirrors and a comb. Uh, he's just blowing on a comb to make the spooky noise. So um, you, me- you remember when um, when the BBC did their incredibly funny TV series, Noughts and Crosses, about? What if black people ran the country instead of white people? So in 1927, they were still doing the same. Uh, another noteworthy radio drama was a 90s, 1927 mock trial of an oscillator named Mr. Oscillator, a.k.a. Mr. Knob Twiddler, who had been caught oscillating, <laughs> who'd been caught oscillating red-handed and held in police custody. This was the punishment many wished would befall those who radiated the discord. And oh, so it's the funny thing about it. Torment. When when like the blacks judged him guilty, this like right punishments. We're going to put a tire around you and set you on fire. Yeah, I think they'd have. I think the BBC would have been quite happy with that with that punishment. Well, it, it is it is the culture, as uh, as we know. An accident in 1925 involving an airship caused caused oscillation to be taken more seriously. During the stormy night of 16th of April 1925, a gust of wind broke the R-33 airship free from its mooring at Pullham, Norfolk, damaging its nose. A small crew happened to be on board, thankfully with a transmitter operated by Spencer Thomas Keeley, who kept up communication with ground stations that helped guide the airship. After 30 hours adrift over the North Sea, the R-33 managed to land again safely. According to a post office announcement, the airship's wavelength was interfered with by people oscillating, and this could could have jeopardised new communications. It is not known whether the post office exploited the R thirty three incident. <laughs> early, oh my God. early, early. Um, oh fuck! What, what's the what's the name for it? Like government sponsored ops. Oh, 
Oh, fuck. What's the word oh. I'm thinking of? A false flag, right? False uh, flag. That's it, yeah. Early government mm-hmm. false flag, isn't it? This, this, is, this is just like, this is everything that's happening today. And it's always, here you go. It's always happened. It's not, there is nothing new under the sun, as Hobbit likes to say. Uh, yeah. So the R33 was a false flag. Oh, should we put that on Twitter? R33 was a false, <laughs> false flag. Uh, it's not known whether the post office exploited the R33 incident to highlight the issue of oscillation, but it resonated with one correspondent that, who wrote to the Yorkshire Post, stressing that the R33 had been lost and the oscillator or oscillators were discovered. They should have been tried for manslaughter. This is... this Doesn't this remind you of, like, COVID stuff? That one person really not is. wearing his mask. It's, it's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, they, we should take away the rights and the bit, we should take the children off of them because yeah. you know, so we, they can they can be um, uh, prevented from oscillating harm. Yeah. And um, I, I was going to say the other thing that the modern stuff does, but you're not allowed yeah. to say that on YouTube. Yeah, you just got to talk about oscillating a bit. Yeah, and uh, also you should prevent them from ever owning a radio set again, or for holding a job for that matter, yeah. so that they starve. This is, yep. They should starve, their children should be taken off them, and it's funny. Yeah, and the the children should be given safe radio sets what don't do any oscillating. Mm. Local newspapers regularly featured letters from ang- angry listeners complaining of oscillation, Variously signing themselves off as anti-oscillator, annoyed, fed up, disgusted, and in one case, bloodthirsty. It was said that offenders attempt to justify themselves by proclaiming their right to hoot to add... <coughs> yeah, that's the thing. You, you're not allowed to say, like, hey, the, the, this is not a 2A thing. It's not YouTube. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the BBC, and uh, you can go die in a fire. Um... Right, I've, <laughs> I've finished now. I've finished now, I can, I can tell you that Satan sentence probably. It was said that offenders attempt to justify themselves by proclaiming their right to hoot at a bad, a bad, bad show at a theatre. So basically, this is, the, look, this is early shit. This is early fucking YouTube comment shit, isn't it? It's like... <laughs> Don't people have a right to reply? I mean, if you're putting something out, wouldn't you want audience feedback on whether it was good or not? How dare you say that She-Hulk is shit? How very fucking dare you? Oh, well, that's just because you're an incel with a limp penis. Yeah, how dare you How dare you say that Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power was absolute garbage? How dare you? Well, I always said it was stunning and brave. Yeah. Especially the, the, the Greta Thunberg plot well, that, line where good, all blacks... You obviously, you obviously not, you're, you're not the ancestor of an oscillator, are you, Hobbit? No, no, but I, I'm I'm just sort of thinking, I thought it was stunning and brave, you see, when they had the plot line that, that Greta Thunberg insisted they have, where all the blacks are killed by the end of the Third Age. <laughs> I mean, that, that that's not what I would have put, but Amazon went ahead with it. They're doing the lead up to the, the Holocaust, aren't they? Yeah, they, there's just like, there's no blacks in Middle Earth after the Third Age, so... Um, or is it second age? Yet oscillation. So, some do tell me. Yet age. oscillation could be heard by many thousands of listeners. Captain Eckersley pleaded, "Can we not have ether manners as well as ordinary manners?" <laughs> ether manners. <laughs> <laughs> when when one person os- oscillated, there was often revenge oscillation in return. The Nottingham <laughs> Evening Post stated, "This howl for a squeak terror is scandalous and is something the authorities must really put their foot down upon without delay." 
referring to oscillating pests, as one correspondent argued, that most of these delinquents gloat over the fact they've built their own. I just can't help but see parallels with like modern day fucking shit posting in YouTube comments. They really can't stand any ridicule. These people are <laughs> no. so fucking serious. Yeah. And, they and the idea that been. the idea that someone would dare talk to these gods yeah. and like, you know, blow raspberries in their face, <laughs> it makes them absolutely livid, doesn't it? Yeah, they yeah. can't stand it. Yeah. Uh, so what was it? Uh, referring to these oscillating pests, as one correspondent argued, many of these delinquents, delinquents, delinquents gloat over the fact that they have built their own set, which I term sets of torture for themselves and others. <laughs> <laughs> the prolific... So I'm going to say, like, like you, you know, because this isn't an issue anymore, and it wasn't an issue even when people are still using AM radio. I assume the BBC enacted their final solution. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Hold on, I just got to blow my nose. The, 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 fi the final solution to oscillation. The, the, uh, no, no more right to reply. Although that said, in the 1990s... Yeah, and, then, and, then, they... and then in the modern day, they forgot, they forgot the lessons of oscillation and opened up YouTube comments, didn't they? Yeah. Well, you know, they... It was, it was a, originally it was like libertarians that made YouTube and then it got bought not by totalitarians. Mm. We love we're you, still Bob on YouTube. The oh, yeah, we're still on YouTube because we're part of the system, yeah. yeah. The proliferation of freak circuits and wireless us. magazines attracted some blame. <laughs> People like radicalised by, by wireless magazines up <laughs> Yes, and, and an oscillation was often linked with radio license fee evasion, as 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 evaders were not under the threat of having their license cancelled if found. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have your license cancelled if you don't have a license. Fucking hell! <laughs> Can't cancel my license. We tend cancel to cancel this bitch. Oh, oh, look, they've actually realised on this one. We tend to view trolling as popularised by the internet as a modern phenomenon, but the imp of the perverse was alive and well in the ether of 1920s and 1930s. Imp also, of the perverse? It's yeah. a bit melodramatic. I mean, it's just, you know, a bit of banter. I'm loving the, I'm loving the language in this one. Um... Oscillating ghouls around <laughs> aroused genuine vitriol with one reporter feeling that on Saturday night at Withensea there was a person oscillating with so little regard to decency as to constitute constitute an outrage. So when the kids these days say what are you doing, they say nothing, just vibing. <laughs> what they're basically saying is they're committing terrorism. <laughs> nothing just oscillating. Yeah. Uh, Sunday sermons provided sport for oscillators. One angry listener described a sacred service where the air was so full of oscillators who created a feud during the whole broadcast, seemingly seeking to chase one another off the ether. <laughs> uh, this, this sounds like the, uh, the, the Seth Rogen comment section, doesn't it? Uh, another correspondent related the, an extraordinary case of vaudeville programme where three or four fanatics oscillated together. There's no doubt these pests had arranged a plan. 
the reaction. Oh my to... god! People conspiring together to do a coordinated shit post. <laughs> to do an isolation. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> uh, there is no. Uh, the reaction dial was too coarse to produce melodo- mel- melodic interventions. But reports indicate that instances of beating in time with music and rhythmic oscillation over concerts, oscillation with malice over the national anthem, led one Nottingham listener to believe there was a bolshe in our midst. (laughs) An alarmist reporter attracted some ridicule by questioning whether mass isolation was a rehearsal by communist agitators testing whether the BBC could be blocked out. (laughs) <laughs> Those damn nice. communists. Nice. Oh dear. Uh, the, uh, Political speeches were sometimes oscillated upon by opponents, but not as often as one night one might have expected. In Germany, incidentally, this became an imprisonable offence. Of course, fucking Germany. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised they didn't like have mass graves of oscillators in Germany. <laughs> they probably did, but they got covered up by other by, by other statistics. Ah, um, uh, yes. Dur- during the general strike of May 1926, the government appeared that ch- the government feared that channels of, of official communication might be disrupted. A headline in the Socialist Daily Herald ran: "Beware of wireless. The government controls it." <laughs> they're, they're... <laughs> The oscillations turning the freaking frogs gay, uh, and explained <laughs> explained how oscillation on a large scale could just disrupt broadcasting. This prompted a police raid on the premises where the newspaper was pr- printed, followed by impa- an, an impassioned debate in the House of Commons on the freedom of the press. The oscillation fears were unfounded. The newspaper was not printing seditious material, and the strike played out with very little wireless oscillation. Radio broadcasts were an important source of news for strikers and non-strikers alike. War against the oscillators. Oscillating chaos on the on the airwaves precipitated witch hunts against oscillators. Oscillator awareness was kick-started in April 1926 when the BBC became, began naming and shaming districts harbouring oscillators. This is fucking what? hell. This is like it's like as as the as as the commies would say on the BBC. This is like Nazi Germany. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It's it, it, I I sure love living in this totalitarian totalitarian fascist state. There, no, I I knew I could say it if I just tried hard enough. <laughs> Do we? Are we going to find out that there were mass oscillator camps? <laughs> Uh, well, dear. we don't speak about the mass oscillator camps. No, no, we don't only, speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're only they're only in Poland. Uh. <laughs> uh, April nineteen twenty. Uh, so, oscillator awareness was kick-started in ni- April nineteen twenty-six, when the BBC began naming and shaming districts harbouring oscillators. One new one newspaper proposed that the next step, of course, is to give the numbers of various houses. Fucking is it? Is this like Jordan Peterson and his like nobody should be anonymous shit? Oh, you you anonymous demon troll cowards. Yeah. What if it's just a fucking old guy who can't hear very well and turns up the volume by itself? Is he really committing a crime? Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, go and, let's go and fucking name and shame granddad here. Well, this let's is it. Or just, or just like somebody like... I'd probably do it the lazy way as well, you know, where you get the noise on yeah. the side of the radio station. 
Name it just a lo- like the idea of Norm Macdonald just going, eh. <laughs> Naming a location on air required, required a complaint signed by six people. In January 1927, the GPO launched its detector van to track down persistent oscillators, and a second van was unveiled some months later. You, uh, I suppose this one is actually possible, though, isn't it, Hobbit, to pick up oscillators? I mean, yeah, you've got some radio receiving equipment, but how are you going to triangulate it, bitch? <laughs> well, you can't right. triangulate in the van, can you? In one van, can you? Well, you can if you have multiple antennas, but again, I'm just... It's, it's, it's more like... It's more propaganda tool than it is an effective thing yeah. for dictate, uh, detecting... Uh, uh, miscreant ne- ne'er-do-wells. But this is like this is this is the stuff that they criticise, like like uh, totalitarian Russia for in Germany, isn't it? This kind of shit that goes on. At least we're not speaking German. Yeah. <laughs> 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 at, least, at least we haven't got detective vans. Oh. Yep. Uh, we're well, still on the air. In January nineteen. Yeah, I think we are. We're not. We're not. Mama Susan doesn't mind a shit talking the BBC. In January yeah. 1927, the GPO launched its detector van to track down persistent oscillators. Second van was unveiled some months later. One van was based in London, another in Manchester. In 1931, there was also rumoured to be a ghost car, a detector disguised as a normal car, but its existence is uncertain. The detection vans carried direction-finding frame aerials on their roof, rotatable from the inside within which which were con- customarily two operators and a driver. So is that possible just with like a a, a coat hanger on your roof then a bit? Yeah, well, you know, there's, there's a crude antenna. You could make a, a, a fancier one, but more or less. So I assume the frame area, would it be like would it be like a dead spot on the back? So if you had I... something where 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 radio waves couldn't penetrate on the back, and you pointed it towards an oscillating house, then you would be able to figure out where an oscillating house was, wouldn't you, Hobbit? You know, the guy who I really should speak to about this is my uncle. He holds a ham radio license. So um, I I got a two-way radio recently, and and he was helping me program it. And I said to him, oh, they're they're talking. We should respond. He says, oh, no, you can't do that. That's piracy. You need to get a license. (laughs) I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I don't want—I don't want to disturb the boomers. They'll—they'll they'll say, hey, stop oscillating.' Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's your call sign? Uh, my my call sign is uh, KIKE. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say your call sign's Oscillator King. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, you'll have to speak to your uncle about this one. Call me Oscillator. Yeah. Oscillator Snake. (laughs) 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 Oh dear. Uh da da frame. Sometimes a van would park on a public in a public square on a market on market day or outside a train station in the evening. So there you go, it just shows it was bullshit, because otherwise they'd be driving around neighbourhoods, wouldn't they? It's just deterrence. Like, yeah. oh, they, they, oh, they'll never. Oh, we we better like you know do what they say because uh, they exist. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, so they actually say yeah, a conspicuous site for workers returning home to create a moral effect amongst oscillators as well as unlicensed u- listeners. 
<laughs> forever. It's like, how old is the BBC? They must have been like years old at this point. And they were still paranoid about getting wringing every penny out of everybody. <laughs> hmm, maybe it was always. <laughs> maybe yeah, that was always exactly. the intent. The more things change, <laughs> the more they stay the same, <laughs> don't they? Uh, os- oscillation angst led to outbreaks of irrationality. Regional BBC station director JCS McGregor described a letter sent to the BBC by a man who, who he believed had had a personal grudge against him and was somehow throwing darts into his head by oscillation to drive him mad. McGregor, <laughs> McGregor joked Good to that, see that schizophrenics aren't a recent phenomenon. <laughs> it's just like none of it's new, is it? McGregor, McGregor joked that... Many, I'm being gang-stalked by oscillators. <laughs> McGregor joked that many victims of oscillation would sympathise with the poor victim whose head was splitting under the rain of ethereal darts. A sense of malign intrusion characterises schizophrenia, in which this case oscillation seems to have played into. <laughs> can you waterboarding hold my fucking beer? We've got a new kid, an old kid on the block. Fucking hell. Yeah, man. oscillation. Who needs need water when you could just oscillate someone and <laughs> just bombard them with radio Go there, I'll show them all. <laughs> oh, dear. Fucking a hell. GPO detector vans, a.k.a. radio investigation vans, were later said to be capable of detecting license evaders. This was an unusual development as it was implied the vans could detect non-oscillating radios, casting some doubt on the technology being used. Yeah, a bit like the, <laughs> the TV license detector vans. So this is an old tactic of the B- again, mm-hmm. Again, something fucking ancient that the BBC did. No, oh, I mean this is uh, that. What's that saying? Those that don't uh, read history are doomed to repeat it. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I think this this is uh, quite apropos of the current situation. Mm. Yeah. Look at me using the word apropos correctly. Oh, let me just fan my own balls for a bit. Oh. Indeed, an expose soon soon followed, revealing the vans were just a psychological deterrent, ineffective at pin- pinpointing oscillation, and certainly incapable of detecting unlicensed radios. Captain Eckersley, ah, ah, you, you say it's just a it's just a psych record it from mine and then stream to your channel. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with my OB. I stopped it for a while, didn't I? But update, maybe it needs an update. Uh, we should be we're back live again. Wait. <laughs> Nob says BBC detector fa- detector van struck the stream. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yep, yep. You got it. You don't have a streaming license. There yeah. you go. Uh, mm. So, so whenever a detector, so so again, again, these are all like old tricks that the BBC does, like the shaming, shaming, trying to shame you into, trying to shame you into, um, into paying your TV license and stuff like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bastards, knobheads! Don't um, fall for it. Yeah, well, don't yeah, fall yeah, for yeah. it. It's been bullshit since the twenties. <laughs> this is li- literally fucking. Uh, what is it? The fucking whose whose experiment was it? Fucking Milgram. The Milgram oh, what the uh, you know? the lab coat experiment? Electric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Literally, is that just like? Will you comply? Now that we've got this deterrent, you can see it here. Will you comply now? It's like. You must comply. Oh, the good thing is, I'm recording, so when you listen to the audio, you'll have the full 
lot. I was going to say, how are you recording if OBS crashes? Oh, fuck, it did, didn't it? Oh, right, these okay, are gonna no, be, so these are gonna be the lost episodes, aren't they? Well, I just lost lost bits of episodes. <laughs> um, oh shit! Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, so the GPO, the GPO, BBC's War Against Oscillation attracted some criticism for its heavy handedness, but most listeners hailed the campaign as the best way to root out oscillators. The actual this is kind of like Brexiteers and things like that. The, you know, you give people a name and then then send mm -hmm. send send the NPC attack dogs, don't you? That's it. The actual penalties yep. were rather vague, ranging from fines to confiscation of equipment. The first person publicised as being punished for oscillation in Octo in October nineteen. That'd be a fun one to find on Ancestry dot com, wouldn't it? <laughs> find out one of your ancestors is an oscillator. <laughs> Was made a scapegoat. For the crime of oscillating, we sentence you to transportation to Australia. Uh, so, Mr. A. Britton of Ovendale Road, Fish Ponds, Bristol, simply had his license cancelled. Whoa, 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 whoa. Read that again. Read Mis that again. Was it Mr. A. Britton of Ovendale, Ovendale Road, Fish Ponds, Bristol? Mr. A. Britton? Yeah. Mr. Did that, that guy actually person. exist? Answer the postcard. Did that guy actually exist? Mr. Is that a. like Britain? when the first person to be um, <laughs> given uh, a safe and effective uh, medical treatment in the UK was named as Richard Shakespeare? <laughs> Richard Shakespeare. <laughs> you remember Richard Shakespeare? He's dead now. But this Richard is... Shakespeare was the first person to be given a safe and effective. Dick. Two years ago, he so was. So literally, was... some dick was the first person. Yeah, I I can't say what the safe and effective treatment is. All I know is it's safe and effective, and safe you and get effective boosters. Yeah, but this news instilled wider fear into oscillation inclined listeners. In nineteen twenty nine, the nineteen you're picking up oscillations. <laughs> We're picking up good vibrations. Uh, in twenty nine, in nineteen twenty nine, the BBC handbook reported that it received 15,000 complaints about oscillate like yeah as ever the bbc getting fuck all complaints and, and 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 going way out of way out of whack about it radio broadcasting was popularized in the peacetime as a way of bringing people together but ironically the oscillation problem incited many violent disputes between neighbors well that's that's the fucking idea isn't it so the the uh, the bbc handbook on how to torture puppies yeah which I think uh, Mr. Fauci picked up afterwards. Uh, eyes were blacked over garden fences, aerials were chopped down, taunts were shouted, hair was pulled and faces clawed and threats of murder were barked. I will ram this knife in your back, you oscillating... That's four stars, so I assume it's cunt. No, Among... uh, no the, the four stars means you anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Among, yeah. Among ever <laughs> Trump. You trump. We we disavow anti-vaxxers on this show, yes. Susan Majicki. Of oh, over the course of the nineteen thirties, higher power radio radio stations, indoor directional aerials, and better circuits and valves consigned to oscillation, and the violent disagreements it spawned to oblivion. It, it wasn't quite the end of oscillation, however, in the hands of Leon Theremin and others, it enjoyed a surprising musical afterlife. 
Oscillation also found its way onto a wider conflict than any, any imagined by the GPO of the 1920s. After the outbreak oh, of World War II... Oh, hang on. That's a, that's, a bit of a, that's a bit of a whitewash because Leon Theremin wasn't going like, oh, this will make an interesting musical instrument. No, he was like, ah, yes, using the principles of capacitance and radio waves, I can make a proximity sensor to detect if any capitalist pig dogs enter our communist utopia. Yeah. Oh, uh, Dopey Chris is saying it was Bill Shakespeare. Took the oh, I thought it was Richard Shakespeare. Sorry, no, they literally know. absolutely took the piss out of your foot. Um, so, da, da, da. Oscillation I'm also found it's... The, audience. the, 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 the yeah. contempt the audience has for me is, is immeasurable. Oscillation also found its way into a wider conflict than any imagined by the GPO of the 1920s. After the outbreak of World War II, whole countries were effectively were actively jamming each other's signals, fighting an ether war by heterodyning tones or by overpowering each other's transmitters with other broadcasts. But that's another story. I was going to say that there was also another war in the ether, which was. Uh... It, you know, downright spooky fourteen stuff. Spooky. Hold on, hold on, wait, wait! Didn't didn't Einstein get rid of the ether in nineteen oh five with his laws of relativity? So why are we fighting over the ether, oh, guys? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, because uh, quiet, you look away. Yeah. <laughs> enough, my granddad, he, I mean, uh, God rest his soul now, unfortunately, but he was the sort of person who says, "Oh, there's no such thing as the ether," and I'm like, ah. Oh. I am not aware of what the ether is. Can you explain it to me? So you went to tell me about how there was this this theory that it's not space and relativity, it's the ether. And I was like, this sounds really interesting. Tell me more. So yeah, it's like people commonly believed in the ether was this... Well, it, no, it, no, no, no. Everyone believed in the ether. Yes. Well, and I, only, I, only Einstein came along after, like, you know, people's uh, attempts to debunk the ether had failed. Did they have to kind of throw ah, the baby okay. out with the bathwater? Well, you know? when you say everybody believed in Ephraim, you know, maybe there was a few, well, like, Mongolian shepherds or uh, uh, yeah. people in the plains of the Serengeti that didn't know about okay. it. Okay. Hashtag not everyone believed in the fucking Ether then. Na na salt. <laughs> fucking hell. Sorry, we have to do the hashtag not all here. Yeah, me. yeah. Um, anyway, back to the show, Hemingford Gray. Yeah, I was going to do uh, testicle thefts in it, but it's not as whimsical as the penis. <laughs> but it's not as whimsical as the penis theft we're going to talk about in a bit. <laughs> it's, it's really not whimsical at all. Um, Russian soap star Dmitry Nikolev, thirty, had a drink with a young blonde who approached him at a bar after he finished a performance at a small Moscow theatre. She then invited oh, him to a oh, sauna. Uh, what's her name? Ivana Humpelov. Yeah. I, well, I've, <laughs> It's more like I want your testicles. Um, <laughs> I want to chop your bollocks off. Yeah. Huge Nickelback. It was a tranny. It was huge Nickelback. Huge Nickelback glory. Nickelback glory. Yeah. Hey, do you know why you shouldn't wear shorts in the Ukraine? Yeah. Why? Chernobyl fallout. Yeah. <laughs> why you should never meet a Russian lady in. <laughs> So she then invited him to a sauna. Uh, uh, was Sarg on there? Uh, uh, although, and, and though he was married, he agreed to go with her. They kissed and had some more beer. And after that, the actor remembers nothing, said a police source. 
He woke up the next day at a bus stop, feeling acute pain with the blood on his trousers. Rushed to hospital, he was told that his testicles had been removed cleanly and professionally by somebody with someone with a medical education, a doctor or perhaps a vet. Police believe his beer was spiked by a gang, gang seen, seen, seeking to sell human organs on the black market. Billed as the Sun Doctor suggests testicles could be sold for use in bogus aphrodisiac or fertility treatment. The actor, the, act, the actor we are told is now working as a children's animator. Fucking hell. I'm oh. becoming a priest. I'm not taking the <laughs> risk. Okay. Uh, so, the Urban Legend website... The Urban Legend website Snopes. Hold on. <laughs> Snopes has been around since 2015. What the I thought fuck? Snopes has been around a lot longer than 2015. I, I remember it in the early in the noughties. Oh, oh, so they used yeah. to do like urban legends. Is that how they started out? Before they turned into a fact-checking uh, website. Well, that was the thing. It was just like rumour has it, and then Snopes would be like, well, actually... Uh, yeah, that was the raison d'etre. So Snopes say it's highly unlikely such a crime as the one described, truly constitutes a profit centre for gangs in any country. So that means, like, massive amount if you want to nick someone's testicles. Hmm. Is there, is there a, a, a big uh, demand for, for testicles? Uh, I think, uh, I think Dimitri... What, 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 do you call, what do you call a group of testicles? I, th I think Dimitri Nikolaev uh, has a high demand for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he's looking for two, at least. Someone earlier said Hobbit's fireplace was CGI. <laughs> no, no, no. We've established this that the hand is CGI, that the voice actor is uh, some British bloke, but um, the fireplace is real. The fire is real. The, the the judgments are final. Oh, it says the translated article from which the claims arose concluded with a claim that the man's wife remained ignorant of his experience, which is rather implausible given that his full name and other identifying details are released by the media. Interestingly, the wife of the injured man is still convinced that her husband was in the hospital because of surgery on his genitals caused by a serious illness. Okay. Cool. Uh, so another one is, uh, according to India Today, um, obviously great new. <laughs> India Today, news. most reliable magazine in gonna India. Going to meet Ram, Ram Saim Singh, an Indian pop star and telly preacher with a reported wealth of more than 30 million, is being investigated after he allegedly manipulated around 400 men into removing their testicles to be closer <laughs> to God. Hans oh, Raj, you now. Hans Raj Chowan, one of his former... Is it? Is that was that Hobbit? Was that uh, Brutus's Indian name? One of his former followers who underwent castration seven years ago is one of the few to break the silence to speak out against him and Dera Sacha Sauda organization. Chowan filed a petition against the Guru in 2012, and the Central Bureau of Investigation has started looking into claims dating as far back as 2000 in preparations of charges of grievous bodily harm. At a, preference, at a conference in January for his new film, Singh said, such, allegation, such allegations disturb me when I am doing good for humanity. Therefore, my illegal advisor and I are going to challenge them in court. The Sir, I am doing the need for Please do not redeem. 
Uh, the alleged castrations were said to be mainly carried out at a hospital run by the DES, DSS in, in Singh's ancestral village, Gursa Madhya, in, in the Hamangar re, re district of Rajasthan. The D, DSS also owns factories, markets, farms, restaurants and hotels and runs schools and orphanages. You know. Uh, what else? This goes into organ thefts now. So the UN Security Council has been told that Desh... Obviously, you can't... Because they don't like being called ISIS. No, they like being called ISIS, but they don't like being called Desh, do they? It's funding its insurgency by harvesting organs. Shallow graves full of corpses with missing kidneys and other body parts have been discovered. I don't really know how true much of this stuff they say about ISIS is. Because there's not even any decent footage of them fighting in Syria, is there? Oh, I do, I do. The, the, the one thing which I've always found suspicious is like, why when you say the West is the great Satan and you accidentally blow up an Israeli convoy, do you then write a profuse letter of apology saying, <laughs> uh, we're sorry for blowing up your, your convoy there, Israelis, we won't do it again, mm. signed leader of ISIS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So these, these bodies apparently were found in Mosul. Um... But see, such organ theft stories in a war context have circulated before. For instance, instance Albanians dissecting Serbs, Israelis dissecting Palestinians. Well, I am jazz got dissected by an Israeli, didn't you? Uh, just so you know, the two places in the world where there are no waiting lists for organs are China and Israel. <laughs> oh. I'm not saying why. I'm just saying they have highly it's... efficient. Because they have highly efficient healthcare systems. What reason? What reason would you be saying it's for, Hobbit? Oh, uh, I, I, I wouldn't, because uh, you know that that would be um, anti-Jew. And uh, Susan Majicki, I'm I'm not anti-you. Nope. Say so it ain't so. Uh, this, this is something we were going to talk. Have we talked about this before, or, or we're going to talk about it? I'll read the story, and then you'll know, Hobbit. Kevin Mashford, 38, was born with a congenital heart condition and has a number of major operations. He has had three pacemakers fitted and suffered a stroke that almost killed him, but went on to recover and set up his own design and project management business. However, his condition deteriorated and he was only given only two weeks to live. In May 2014, the married father of two was given a heart transplant at the Freeman Hospital in Newcastle. Doctors told him his new heart came from a man oh, named John. Do, do it like you're a BBC presenter. I can't do that. Newcastle. Newcastle. Sorry, Newcastle. That's how you have to say it there. Newcastle. No, it's Newcastle. Have you never heard anyone call it Newcastle? I, I don't listen to enough telly to tell you, sorry. No, I've no, heard people no. saying calling it Newcastle before. Um... Is that when they like go bite a groove? Yeah, <laughs> bite a bite a groove. Oi. Uh, doctors told him his new heart came from a man, man named John, an avid cyclist killed in a collision with a car while out riding. Uh, well, says, Sergeant Oikwinson knows cooked and bombed. Yes, I was. Uh, uh, well, I, I know about them because they posted all the uh, uh, Chris Morris radio shows. Uh, Steve, uh, seven days after his 13-hour operation, Mr. Mashford asked for an exercise bike and cycled seven minutes every day. Despite barely having cycled before, he took he took to the saddle as soon as he left hosp hospital and is regularly clocking up the miles. 
I completed a 30-mile charity cycle in John's memory. He said a year later I rode 54 miles from London to Brighton. He's gearing up for a challenging 342-mile ride from his home in Backwell, North Somerset to Newcastle. Newcastle, sorry. Uh, I feel that I've got a big sense of responsibility to my donor and his family in a way. He said, doing a bike ride like that in his memory is the least I can do. I think about him because without him I wouldn't be cycling. Uh, there's a lot more to this, but I can't bother to read it. But um, but yeah, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? People who have uh, organs from people tend to take on characteristics of the organ donor, yep. don't they? Yeah, because your, your heart is... Um... Uh, your heart is is the centre of your personality, as second only yes. to the brain, the most amount of grain matter in it. So it's That's inevitable that when you when you got someone's heart in, they would do it. The other thing is when you have a gut feeling, that really is a gut feeling because the third place to have brain brain grey tissue is um, is is the gut. Uh, Gary Schwartz. Um, a professor of medicine at the University of Arizona has documented 70 cases and argued that cellular memory affects at least 10% of all people who've had a heart, lung, kidney or liver transplant. His findings are backed up by Paul Purcell, the author of The Heart's Code. Examples include Dottie O'Connor, a Massachusetts woman with vertigo who became a climber. Paul Ollum, uh, a Milwaukee lawyer who began eating Snickers, having always hated chocolate. A seven-year-old girl who had nightmares about being killed after giving the after being given the heart of a murdered child, and a twenty-nine-year-old. Oh, fucking hell, Rim. Oh, <laughs> and the best uh, one of all, and the best one of all, a twenty-nine-year-old lesbian fast food junkie who became a heterosexual vegetarian after being given the heart of a teenage girl. <laughs> so, so being being cured in, in a way. <laughs> Twice, but he killed twice. Oh, uh, also, I'd, I'd like it to be known. Um, it, you know this the stuff they say with parasites, and when when you, when you get the parasites out, it changes your behaviour. It's not just animals that do that. Humans are also subject to getting parasitic mm. infections, and when you clear that, there are also changes in your behaviour. But as conversion therapy and even talking about on YouTube is illegal, I won't talk about it. Well, I thought I'd had some fucking penis theft stories lined up. In Scotland, to even mention conversion therapy is a hate crime. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, Count Duckula made a, a video about it recently. Really? Okay, then. Yeah, yeah, it's got really bad in fucking Scotland, mate. Well, I know, I live here. If you, <laughs> no, I know. No, you know people that live there. Of course, you you, you wouldn't be coming from the no, uh, no, no. area at That's all. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely not. You mean the people, yeah. People's Republic of De De Democratic uh, Scotland? People's Democratic Republic of Scotland. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what you do when you have a dictatorship. You call it Democratic Republic, don't you? We with dear leader Susan Boyle. No, uh, no. Hang on. Boyle's Jimmy not a type of fish. Jimmy Nicholas Sturgeon. That's Jimmy it. Cranky. Yeah, what is it with Scottish politicians all being fishes? Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they, you know, Michael Fish, Alexander Salmond, Nicholas Sturgeon, Captain Haddock. <laughs> Bird's eye, yeah. Yep. Captain Bird's eye, yeah. <laughs> Captain Fishy. It's got um, a bread. 
So, uh, we, we've talked about testicle theft, although I thought that might be a bit more whimsical, like penis theft. But th- penis theft is quite whimsical. It's quite a funny story. Um, yes. <laughs> oh, it's so theft. amusing getting your penis, your willy stolen. <laughs> a penis Man theft. Man, losing winky. <laughs> Where's my bubble phone? I need to cancel my date. My penis has been stolen. Uh, a penis theft episode. A penis theft episode typically involves four stages. First, the victim has an odd what? encounter, such as a stranger unexpectedly shaking his hands, like like Mister Shaky Hands. He's, was he going around nicking penises? Then was he? Do you remember Mister uh, Mr. Shake Hands? Mister Shake Hands, man. <laughs> yeah. He shake your hand. No, your penis gone. Ha ha ha! Funny. <laughs> Banzai. How long? T- how long did the man realise his penis is gone? <laughs> Would it be hey, ten seconds? <laughs> B, 40 Man. seconds. <laughs> Over one minute. Play spits now. Banzai, oh, is, Banzai is such a good show. Uh, next, the sensation of an electric shock or a chill travelling to his gen- genitals. Third, he checks his crotch and becomes convinced his penis, testicles or both have been stolen or shrunken. The final step is crying, Thief! You are a thief. Yeah. Where, where's my penis? Bring my penis back. And enlisting others to confront the suspect, sometimes with the victim stripping on the spot to prove his genitals are gone. <laughs> when an epidemic <laughs> swept Nigeria in 1990, men walked around grasping their penises to, th- to prevent theft. <laughs> they literally muddick to prevent theft. The result of this... Uh, so, you, you see, we, we don't understand that, what with our white supremacy and everything. Yeah. We're not actually oh. grabbing hold of their testicles. It's so like... That's why all those gangsters, they hold their dick and... Yeah, because they, they know... Jacko. Yeah. yeah. Hee hee! Shamona! Yeah. Check the, check the knob. <laughs> Uh, the result of this del- delusional drama can be pretty ugly. About 20 witches accused of penis theft were lynched in Nigeria in 20- 2001 and 12 in Ghana in 2002. One survey counted 56 separate cases between 1997 and 2003, with at least 36, is- 36 suspected thieves murdered. In 2008, an a in a 2008 outbreak in Congo, urgent messages were sent out by radio to avoid ah. strangers wearing gold rings in taxis. Wait, when you say, because there's two countries with the word Congo in it, do you mean the Democratic People's Republic of the Congo, or do you mean the People's the Democratic Republic of they Congo? Don't, they don't say. Ignorant. Oh, so They're just ignorant. Yeah. They're yeah. being ignorant. They're ignorant. Uh, leading police to put 13 suspected sorcerers into protective custody to prevent lynchings. Uh, What's your job? Sorcerer? Yeah. What's Big demand for that, penises. isn't there? Yeah. Uh, so, core, so, also, so the, the Orientals have their version, and they call it Coro. Koro isn't blamed on sorcery. In 1967, an outbreak in Singapore was triggered by a rumour repeated in news reports that eating meat from pigs inoculated against swine fever would lead to Koro. While pork rotted on the shelves, frightened men crowded the hospitals with 469 victims by the time the panic wrecked it, ran its course. In 2004, a Koro outbreak in the Guangdong, Guangdong region... Guangdong! <laughs> 
Gondong, more like Gondong region of China, started when, Dong a third, Dong. when a third grader became convinced his penis was shrinking. While his mother held the kid's member, a local healer used traditional medicine to cure him. That might have that might have been that, except the school principal then felt compelled to announce that the boys should be careful of their penises. Numerous wait, wait, students... So, there was a real penis inspection day... <laughs> <laughs> Numerous students suddenly felt their penises shrinking until the same healer put things right. Is this like the Jimmy Savile of faith healers then, is it? On the bright side, a mere 64 kids profess to be afflicted. An improvement hey, Jim, over an earlier... my penis has shrunk. Can you fix it for me? Yeah. Uh, uh. An improvement over an earlier core outback in the region that affected more than 2,000. It just got really cold. Yeah, just a, just a bad day. <laughs> uh, so I think I found on Reuters the Congo. So it's in Kinshasa. So which Congo is that in, Hobbit? Kinshasa. Kinshasa. Um, which Congo is that? <laughs> Den police in De Congo have arrested 13 suspected sorcerers accused of using black magic to steal or shrink men's penises after a wave of panic and attempted lynchings triggered by the alleged witchcraft. Uh, Reports of so-called... So, Gone on. So, uh, Kinshasa is the capital of the Democratic Republic of the Congo, uh, which is not to be confused with Brazzaville, which is the Republic of the Congo. And I got curious once. I, I did this like, um, uh, like a... A cafe, restaurant Bordeaux, which is in Brazzaville, and I said, "Okay, how long would it take to go from there to this place in the <laughs> south called?" You see what Quinson's put is, but who teethed me dong? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it actually suggests like it's got a crossing now. So this was new because I did this a few years ago. Yeah. And it said that uh, it would have taken you about 30 hours because you've got to go up these roads. Um, but no, no, it's suggesting now if I want Wait, to go from... Roads? Holy shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's actually a grid alignment in Kinshasa. And Brazzaville also has a, a, a grid block layout. But yeah, there's... Um, well, it, oh, the Brazzaville Ferry. So I'm guessing... Bra Wait, are we talking about Brazers here? Or are we talking about... So... Um, Kinshasa, and to the north of it, there is the town of Brazzaville. And uh, so they, they must have... The People's Republic of the Congo and the Congo's People's Republic must have finally uh, reconciled the differences. And, uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, so the, the oscillators are allowed to cross over to Kinshasa. <laughs> Reports of so-called pe so penis snatching... I'm sure the victims don't think it's so called cool. so penis snatching, do they? Uh, do, you love the, do you love the the over overuse of so called? Do you remember so called yeah. ISIS and so called Desh and you know, all that bollocks? So so called uh, a Hobbit's biography where he so called climbed to the top of Mount Everest where yeah. he so called sodomized a goat. So called reports of so called penis snatching are not uncommon in are not uncommon in West Africa, where belief in traditional religions and... W traditional religions. So-called oh, traditional religions. So-called traditional. And witchcraft... Well, there's no such thing as tradition, is there? Um, So-called so witchcraft. Oh, yeah. Remain so-called widespread. And where ritual kill killings to ob ob obtain so-called blood or so-called body parts still occur. Uh, 
So-called rumours of so-called penis theft began circulating last week in so-called Kinshasa, the so-called Democratic Republic of Congo's sprawling so-called capital of some so-called eight, eight million... Hand- I'm going to stop doing that now. It's annoying. They quickly dominated... <laughs> I was regular- enjoying it. <laughs> it's just like, you can just overuse so-called. Like, it's stupid, isn't it? Right, Love- so press... No, no, instead of doing one in the chat or twos in the chats, I want to see, like, in the chats, should we carry on using the term allegedly or so-called? <laughs> so, vote for your favourite now by typing in one the phrase. Allegedly, one for allegedly. And two no, I don't want to use numbers because our audience aren't illiterate oiks, unlike God will, will allegedly, Will allegedly use one for allegedly and so-called two for two for so-called? So, <laughs> allegedly, we're using one for allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. They quickly dominated radio calling shows with listeners advised to beware of fellow passengers in communal taxis wearing gold rings. But Wait, I'm to... confused. It's so called one or two because Damon's written so called. <laughs> it's a so... sea of so called. Oh, is it so called? They yeah. like the so called. So-called. The jury's in. So-called purported victims, 14 of fourteen of whom were detained by police, claimed that so-called sorcerers simply touched them to make their so-called genitals shrink or disappear. Unlikely story. In what some residents said was a so-called attempt to extort cash with the promise of a so-called cure. Well, that's alleged. Yeah. <laughs> you just... Jeez, oh, i got to stop this. You just have to be you just have to be accused of that and people come after you. We've had a number of attempted lynchings. You see them covered in marks after being beaten. Kinsasha's so-called police chief, Jean Dudian Aleko, told so-called Jean Reuters. Jean Duty you. Jean Dudon Dudon Dudon. Chief Aga do do do. Chief Baldo. Chief Jean Do Shaker Bush and Gene Baldo. Baldo Aleko. I don't know, whatever his name is. Uh, police arrested the so-called accused sorcerers and their and their so-called victims in an effort to avoid the sort of bloodshed seen in Ghana, so-called Ghana, a decade ago when 12 so-called, sus- so-called alleged suspect penis so-called snatchers were beaten to so-called death by alleged angry mobs. The 27 men have since been released. I'm tempted to say it's one huge joke. Oh, look, I am tempted to say it is one huge joke, Aleko said. But when you try to tell the victims their penises are still there, they tell you it's become tiny or they've become important. To them, I tell them, how do you know if you haven't gone home and tried it? He said. (laughs) Just just go and have a go with it, son. That's, That's basically, they're there, son. Just go and have a go with it. Some Kinshasa residents accuse a separatist sect from the nearby so-called Bas Congo province of being behind the so-called witchcraft in revenge for an alleged government crackdown on its members. It's re- it is real. Just yesterday there, there was a man who was a victim. We saw what was left was tiny, said 20-year-old Elaine Kalala, who sells the phone credits near a Kinshasa police station. <laughs> it's... The penis mad. <laughs> They're just knob insane. But I get they... the feeling that like money is not worth much over there, so like My actual dick. status is the size of your penis. <laughs> I'm getting that feeling. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm getting the feeling the, uh, the president of the Democratic Republic of Congo is not, you know, democratically. Well, you know, the old police chief's got a few quid behind him. His status is secure. He doesn't need to worry about his dick, does he? <laughs> no, no. Are you talking about uh, Kinshasa uh, uh, police or Brazzaville police? Kinshasa. Kinshasa. Every time I see Kinshasa, Kinshasa on the loop. Uh, what do we want to talk about next? Um, we spoke about a bit of organ theft. Uh, yeah. Mugabe's magic boulder while we're in Africa. Oh, me, give me okay. a sec, I've got to find this one. Um, I really should put post-it notes in the pages, shouldn't I? Like a prop, like a proper. Should, yeah. um, Why would you want to do that? Make your job easier. Preparation. Yeah, no, prep. Preparation. Prep is something heck? used by homosexuals. Uh, oh, is it? Is one? This is this is before I found it. It's this. It's from the conspiracy theory. It's. Some examples of schadenfreude are closer to necrophilia than others. Take Simon Schack, for instance. This individual would like us to consider the possibility that at least four members of the crew of the Space Shuttle Challenger, which famously, and this writer would suggest fairly publicly, exploded re-entry on 1986. But the thing is, though, Mr. Fucking Journalist, you couldn't see inside it, though, could you? You know the shuttle blew up, but you don't know who was on it, do you? Hmm. <laughs> Uh, Have you ever seen that film, Columbia, uh, where it talks about like a, a manned mission to Mars? And you mean Captain Columbia? All... Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. God, my nose is starting to get itchy now hearing your nose. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit snotty tonight. <laughs> um, da, 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 da. Yes, Given his investigated method, uh, alleged investigated method, I will know. I will know. So called. So called. I will no. I will no doubt take a short while for other intrepid conspiracy sleuths to find evidence for the suspicious survival of other crew members. The idea is simple, though. Take the names of crew members, Google those names, look for people. There are bound to be some, unless the name is particularly outlandish, which isn't the case for the Challenger crew of a certain age, who could, if you don't look too closely, resemble those crew members thirty years on. Post a photograph, and if there is some kind of resemblance, then you got yourself a theory. The chances of success are pretty high in a population of hundreds of millions. And if you can't find a photo fit ghoul for a particular person, substitute that person's brother. Don't bother to check if the brother happens to have a birth certificate or any other evidence, having lived his own life. Just paste him in, cock your head to one side and say, just throwing that out there, if you know what I'm saying. Well, they, no one's going to believe that, are they? Actually, yes. Some people are going to believe that because one of the enduring ironies of this knee-jerk end of the conspiracy spectrum is what passes for doubt about establishment lies is so often a wrapping for a species of rampant gullibility. Is this bloke a bit angry or something? Yeah, he sounds angry, doesn't he? Is he, is he yeah. raining cat yet? No? No, he should be, though, shouldn't he? Um, <laughs> Fuck it out. Where... Sounds a bit angrier, yeah. Oh, I blow my nose again, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Why? It's like it's like people get angry at people being idiots. <laughs> yeah, yep. and and the and the only thing that qualifies them as as idiots is not believing exactly what they believe yeah. in. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, they, people get very tetchy if you don't believe the same stuff they do. Why it's weird, that? that, isn't it? It's like it's yeah. like a conformity thing, isn't it? It's a... Why should it affect you whether I believe in the same things you believe in? Well, why yeah. you gotta get angry, upset about it, or is it because that because it's a... because Hobbit? One day I may have to believe what you believe. Yeah. That's how it works. Uh, my belief doesn't work unless you believe in it. Is that is that it? Is that what no. I'm saying? No. Uh, do, do you want to think? So this is trust uh, the science. This is another one from 2015. The winner of this year's diagram prize for the oddest book title of the past year. Announced by the bookseller on 26th of March is Strangers Have the Best Candy by Margaret, Mar Mar Margaret Meps Schultz. Uh, quite frankly, I'm relieved. Um, what else have we got? Uh, How to Poo on a Date. Do you want to read that one, Hobbit? Uh, Cooking uh, with poo. And if you want closure uh, in your relationship, start with open... With, uh, hang on. Your I've seen the book Cooking with Poo. It's a Viet... It, not Vietnamese. It's a Taiwanese... Tony's? Oh, the geezer's name uh, is Poo, is it? Uh, no, it's a lady. Her name's Poo, and she's like cooking with Poo, and it's like her healthy, low-fat recipes. Oh, you sure? Uh, I'm, I, yeah, I, I, well, it, it's one of those sea monkeys, you know, Southeast Asia. Uh, so what else is there? So the inaugural winner was the proceeding was was called uh, Proceedings of the Second International Workshop on Nude Mice. N what? Nude mice? Proceedings, well, is it, is uh, it... proceedings of the second international workshop. I, I know on what you said, <laughs> but it's just like those, those words that don't make any sense yeah. in the order you said what, what them. What do you mean, nude mice? I don't know what. What, what are you proceeding? I don't know what are the proceedings. What proceedings? Is it a court case? <laughs> what is it? Has some has some mice like streaked across the road? Oh, po yeah. Oh, Pooh Poo won Aussie MasterChef, did she, I bet? Cooking with oh, Pooh. Oh, okay. Um, I've, I thought it was a Vietnamese or... Uh, what's someone from Thailand called? Apart from Sea Monkey. Taiwanese. Uh, how, about, how about the 1996 winner? No, that's someone from Taiwan. Do you, do you fancy reading this? This this sounds like a right page turner. Greek rural postmen and their cancellation numbers. <laughs> That is almost as captivating as Lister's <laughs> collection of 20th century telegraph poles. That sounds almost as good as spare, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, can I have a look at those uh, slideshows of te 20th century telegraph poles again? <laughs> so, a, a delighted Schultz said, commented, not since the stray shopping carts of Eastern North America has the prize been awarded to a book with such a potentially wide audience. <laughs> So the runner-up, the runner-up uh, was Diana Rachel's uh, "Divorcing a Real Witch for Pagans and the People Who Used to Love Them." Used to, yeah. Uh, according uh. to, so the other five shortlist titles, which highlights a year of astonishing publishing, publishing depth, range, and Baguano eccentricity, according to the bookseller, were Nature's Nether Regions. Viking, a book about the evolution of genitals, of bugs and birds and beasts. Um, the Ugly Wife is a Treasure oh. at Home. Um, uh, how about this one, Hobbit? This sounds right up your street. Advanced Pavement Research. 
selected peer-reviewed papers from the third international conference on concrete pavements design construction and rehabilitation i I i would actually read that Oh my god, it's just in a TED talk format. That would be riveting. <laughs> Actually, I might have a look for this, see if I can find the Diagram, Diagram Pirate Prize 2022. Uh, so what else is there? What else we got in here? We've got um, Shanghai, Tri- Shanghai China Trans Tech. The Mad Woman of the Mad Woman in the Volvo, My Year of Raging Hormones. And designing high performance stiffened trucks, stiffened structures. <laughs> How does that sound? <laughs> yeah, actually, it's, some of that stuff. I I'm not taking the piss now. Genuinely, w- would would have a read of that stuff. Uh, Tom Tivnan said, "Where do camels belong?" Is the existential question which has plays played philosophers for centuries. What? No, it hasn't. Stop lying. Uh, so, what is it called? The Diagram. Let's see if we can find this. See if you we know, find... camels and llamas are related. I didn't know. Yeah, and alpacas as well. Yeah. Did you hear about the? Did you hear about the vegans that decided to start farming? No, um, it's the transsexuals. Just... Oh, was it? Sorry. You know, do you want to speak about this while I'm looking for this? Yeah. So there, there was some. Uh, the the transsexuals <laughs> said, "Well, we can do it too. We're, we're perfectly valid farmers, and being perfectly valid, well, ranchers, I suppose you could say." Do you want to go with sheep, cattle, pigs, uh, goats? No, we'll we'll deal with alpacas because that's an exotic creature. Um, yeah, uh, I think it got referred to as alpaca Birkenau because there is mass graves where over half of the alpacas have been buried. Because what with them being exotic, most vets can't deal with them because it's beyond the education. You need what's called an exotic uh, uh, vet in order oh, to wow. deal with Oh, wow. So you not only have to do, like, human fucking <laughs> biology, you know, biology, you have to do animal biology and <laughs> exotic. Yeah, because found, it's like... You know... I, I, found, uh, I found the diagram prize for the oddest, oddest books this year. Well, you Christ, see, mo- most vets won't won't uh, like you know they they deal with stuff that people have like cats, dogs, yeah. and you, you, if you're a livestock yeah. vet, you know you you deal Maybe with. Maybe a turtle. My favorite yeah, Holocaust, my favorite Holocaust nickname uh, themed nicknames are uh, 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 for um, Disney because one of them, one of them they called it Malschwitz, and then they got banned from calling it Malschwitz, so they started calling it Duckout. <laughs> I'm sure Walt Disney, what with all of his things that he was into, would have appreciated his studios being called Duck Owl. <laughs> yeah, because they used to call it Malschwitz, and then, then there was like a memo. It was like people would start getting sacked if you keep calling it Malschwitz. The, the, the boss doesn't like you referring to the, the workplace Bob as Iger, a concentration Bob, Bob camp. Bob isn't too keen on you calling it Malschwitz. Yeah, so, uh, he, and he also doesn't like Duckin' Owl. Uh, so, right, so this this year's titles are uh, Rue, Rue Pedagogies of Realness, Essays on Teaching and Learning with RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, no. Frankenstein was a vegetarian. Jane Jane Austen and the Buddha, Teachers of Enlightenment. Uh, the Many Lives of Scary Clowns, Essays on Pennywise, Twisty the, Twisty the Joker, 
the Joker, Krusty, and more. Oh, do we also want to cover like um, uh, what's it called? Smuggling, uh, smuggling Jesus back into the church. Hang on, hang on. How the church clowns became worldly and what to do. Nephilim look like clowns. Do we want to cover oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we that's, can do that. that's another topic for another subject. Uh, also, also, what nudism exposes? Uh, not really as good as this year, are they? Um, no. What are these some? What are these headlines titles? Oh for? fucking hell! Twenty twenty one. This year's prize goes to Roy Schwartz for his Superman circumcised. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I mean, apart from the absurdity of you know the uh, like sadomasochistic Jewish fetish. Yeah. How would you go about like cutting the man of steel? You couldn't actually, you couldn't actually do it. Unless you had a kryptonite scalpel. <laughs> uh, so what else have we got from last year? We've got curves curves for the mathematically curious. Uh, uh, handbook of research on health and environment, environmental benefits of camel products. Hats are very unnatural right. history. Uh... The life cycle of Russian things from fish guts to Fabergé. Phil's not going to like that one. Uh, mm. Miss, I don't give a shit. Engaging with challenging behaviour in schools. Oh. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, so that's it. That's last year's prize. Um, so we're going to talk about... Uh, you got a picture for me, Hobbit, or an article or something? Oh, no. Uh, oh, did did we cover it briefly like the last time? That weird stuff in Patagonia and like the prisoner uniforms and no, chat. I... Remind me, have we already talked about how the Nephilim are represented as clowns and they look like clowns and they sound like clowns? And in fact, Judge Doom in um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit with a squeaky voice—that's how the Nephilim were were said to to speak. So. Don't know about that. Oh, I found an article. I think that's quite... Oh, there's a vi- there's a YouTube video on it. Did you know that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know what you're about conspiracy hours, right? Well, I mean, YouTube was full of conspiracy videos. Yeah, I know, so, but that's the name of the channel. Uh, I found a forum where people are talking about. It. One person says they had their faces covered because something had changed their beauty, had turned ugly, and they were so horrified they couldn't stand to see each other or have others see them. It seems that something like when certain colourful animals die, the carcasses lose the shine. I think whatever they appeared to look like before was very appealing, but the loss of gloss revealed a horror. And then I began oh, to so see stories why they of red-haired sm- giants with pale skin. And it started to smiling masks. Like clowns. What were you saying? So is that why they got um, smiling masks, ah, just to okay. keep up like a facade? A yeah. facade? A facade? facade. A facade. Uh, sorry, I've been listening to King Cobra JFS saying um, "fakeard." He used he used the term uh, "facade" recently, um, and it was just it's it's it was highly regarded as all things King Cobra JFS. Oh, how about does. this one then? And Azizel taught men to make swords, knives and shields and breastplates and made known to them the metals of the earth and the art of working with them and the bracelets and ornaments and the use of antinomy, antimony and the beauty, beautifying of antimony? the eyelids. What's that, Hobbit? I thought it was called antimony. Uh, I've always heard it called antimony. 
Well, oh, potato, potato. Yeah. The beautifying of the eyelids and all kinds of costly stones and colouring tinctures. And there arose much godlessness, and they committed fornication, and they were led astray and became corrupt in all their ways. Semjaza taught, encha- taught enchantments and root cuttings. Amaros, the resolving of enchantments. Bracket. Root cuttings? Could root be like the medieval word for penis? No. No? He means, he means herbology. Herbs. Oh, okay then. Uh, so what this so what this person says in this post is, uh, it seems there was a shape shifting aspect to him, and they which somehow ceased working, and they couldn't appear appealing anymore, and ended up looking like zombie clowns. That's, that sounds about right. Yeah, they, they lose their their um, ability to cast an illusion, and oh, speaking of illusion fields, we will be talking about that next week. We spoke about it last week, didn't we? Uh, we weren't around last week. Well, last time we spoke about it, didn't we? Last time on 14 Words. Last time on 14 Words. Last week on 14 Words. Anything could happen in the next two hours. Stingray had such a great theme tune. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space was mentioned in this as well. Uh, nothing too interesting. Uh, definitely a lot of clowns. This is starting history again. Uh, let's see what Reddit's got to say about it, shall we? Well, we've done the two hours. So, uh, do you want to wrap it up? Do you want to do a bit of unexplained pistories? Yeah, let's do a bit of unexplained pistories. Unexplained pistories. Unexplained pistories.com. Largest known flower traps in Amma revealed in new images. Ah, oh, that's good because on poll recently there's been guys saying, like, why is it all the stuff in Amber looks like modern creatures? I mean, it's supposed to be like 200 million years old and they look the same as plants and, and yeah. creatures now. And they're all the same size. Wasn't there supposed to be like giant things back then? An incredibly well-preserved flower dated back almost 40 million years has been the subject of a new study. Anyone with an interest in paleontology will undoubtedly wish they could get a glimpse of what our planet was like millions of years ago. But thanks to the remarkable preservation made possible by Amber, we can at least take a limited peek at a few things from Earth's distant past. This intriguing example, the largest flower I've found preserved in amber, is particularly impressive. Is this going to be like the my... skeletons where they find bigger and bigger things trapped in amber? Uh, right, so you, you, you're excited for how massive this thing is? Yeah, yeah it's a whole 28 millimetres yeah. across. Yeah, but it's still much larger than any other it's similar specimen. massive, Hobbit. Still, <laughs> 28 millimetres larger than any other similar specimen. It's fucking massive, Hobbit. That 28, 28 millimetres mi- is fucking massive, mate. That's more than an yeah. inch. That's fucking huge. Yeah. And so it's thought to have originated in the Baltic. The superflora super and fauna. Cr- creationist yeah, yeah. BTFO during uh, they extracted the pollen from the special and found it closely relates to a modern species of flower from Asia known as Simplocus. They have named it Simplocus Kolowalski. Yeah, I'm, I'm good at pronouncing Simplocus. Yeah. 
What is the quantum apocalypse and should we be worried? How about that? Some scientists believe that existing forms of data security and encryption will soon become obsolete. The so-called quantum apocalypse is not the typical end-of-the-world scenario, but a potential point in time which quantum computers become so powerful that existing methods of encryption for everything from your computer password to your bank account become ineffectual. What they're not saying on this is uh, both um, AMD and Intel, and I'm sure Apple are doing an equivalent, as well as ARM on the Android, um, Intel has something called the management engine, which is a hardware backdoor, and it loads up before the operating system, before the BIOS or anything. No, first of all, it's the BIOS, but then it's your processor in the Intel management engine, and it logs all keys pressed. So when you're in typing in a password, it's logging in that. It logs what your mouse is doing. It even keeps uh, IP addresses of all the websites you visited. So even if you think, ah, oh, it's all right, I'm going to use like, um, uh, is it Tails Linux or Kali Linux? Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to have it off of like a live CD so there's nothing on it. Uh, sorry, bitch. Um, Intel Management Engine, there's like a, something the forensic uh, criminologist can use to do you for looking at child pornography or for typing um, the N-word on the internet. Or, dis or discussing vaccines. Or, yeah. or saying you're going to commit an oscillation crime on Radio 4 <laughs> during Archers. I'm going to ask... Gonna do a mass oscillate during the. I'm arches. oscillating. I'm so oscillating. anyway, it won't matter how strong your password is or how well it's encrypted. A sufficiently powerful quantum computer will be able to crack it within seconds. The evolution of quantum computers creates a significant threat to data security. Tim Callan, chief experience officer at cybersecurity company Sectigo, told Mail Online. There are immense processing powers capable of breaking encryption at great speed, leaving important data vulnerable, everything from bank account details to medical records to state secrets. But could such... Well, maybe you shouldn't have state secrets online then, you dickhead. But could such a scenario actually happen? How much of an apocalypse would it be? What those warning of this eventuality to take into account is likely the encryption technology also evolved to become more sophisticated as well. Huh. Several years down the line, it's like that banks, for example, using far more advanced methods of security, possibly even take advantage of quantum computing themselves. That said, outdated systems would certainly be vulnerable. There's also the question who had access to super advanced quantum computers. The first such machines wouldn't be available to the general public, for example. Oh, you talking all about things the apocalypse, I bet. Yeah, all things considered, whilst quantum the computers... Totally real, completely rock-hard fucking science yeah. quantum apocalypse. Uh, well, the quantum computers, much like fusion reactors, are just another 20 years away. I thought it, I I thought it, was, I thought it was more like a perpetual sure. motion machine. What renders data encryption obsolete. There's no guarantee that would lead to an apocalypse. Only time will tell. Oh, and there's one comment. What does the comment say? Is there anything interesting? Is it going to be relevatory? Uh, so, no. Um, why, are you, why are you lift, leaving out the big? Why are you, why are you trying to cover up the fact that we don't know whether no. dogs are left or right-handed? Well, uh, oh, here we go. This is J P Penis Free Free Free, who's a penis. Yeah, so he's he's half of the devil and he's all a uh, dork. He says people give these quantum computers and tiny too much credit. 
they use extremely complex quantum al algorithms to come up with best guesses that are not always accurate. Yeah. But even more important is the fact that quantum computers, they do not travel to your home and take you hostage to, to use the same device used in order to prevent websites and send your confirmation codes because you're logged in using a different device from your IP. Not only this, the passwords and confirmation codes have a limit to how many times an attempt can be entered due to brute force protection. And they are also talking about a problem that exists approximately 20 years into the future, which fails to take into consideration newer security technologies have not been implemented as of yet. Dickhead. Hobbit, why are you trying Dork. to cover up the, this incredible study here, whether the dogs are left or right-handed? Oh, shock science! <laughs> Dog science! I, I uh, fucking love right, shark science. Uh, I hope they spent twenty million pounds and uh, tortured many beagles well, to find out done the a answer. They've actually a wide array of tests. They might have actually spent some of the money. Can I just say because some of the worst spurks in the world are animal rights campaigners? Yeah. No, I don't like it when beagles get tortured. They're they're one of my favourite ones. Uh, modern farming modern farming practices are horrific. I, I, the thing is, I, I can say that both modern modern farming practices are horrific, and I like eating bacon. The two things can mutually mutually coexist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they're not they're not exclusionary, are they? Yeah, exactly. I mean, do they want all the pigs to die? Because there ain't going to be that many pigs if 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 the uh, if the farm shuts tomorrow, all all of that, every last one of those pigs is getting slaughtered. Every last one yeah. of those cows is getting slaughtered. Every last one of those sheep is getting slaughtered because they're no use to anybody. And then they won't do it humanely. They'll do it as quickly as possible. They're, it'll be it'll, be, it'll be a la foot, foot in mouth epidemic, won't it? And setting lights to the fuckers, won't it? Yeah. Just mass grave the bastards. So, anyway, wide array of tests have been developed in an effort to determine whether the domestic dog displays any evidence of preferred poor use. Tasks have included stabilising a toy, reaching for a food treat placed inside a container, or removing an object, such as blanket or piece of sticky tape from the animal's body. The other, the other indicator is put, putting a sticky tape on a dog, for fuck's sake. Uh, yeah, other, sounds about right. Yeah, other indicators re include recording the first step taken to walk downstairs or the paw given to a person upon request. Uh, findings from these studies using these tasks differ to some degree, although a recent meta-analysis concluded that overall, dogs are more than likely to be paw-preferent than ambilateral, what we call ambidextrous when talking about humans, or to display no favoured paw. But unlike in humans, poor preference appears to be roughly evenly split. Are they left or right-handed? No, they're both. Oh, for fuck's sake. No, your mother. Uh, several studies point to strong sex differences in canine poor preference. Female dogs are more likely to be right-poured, while ma males are more likely to be left-poured. This sex difference has been unearthed in other non-human species, including the domestic cat. So, have they tested that with humans or? Uh, don't know. I'd, well, of course they That'd have. Be 
Oh, this is boring me now. Um, okay, okay, this just this this gets gets pretty weird. Um, so why male and female animals should differ in their poor use is still unclear. Although explanations include hormonal factors and differences in brain anatomy, they're also saying that it's like a left hemisphere, right hemisphere thing going on with dogs oh, okay. as well. Um, they've also found evidence of a link between canine poor preference and personality with ambilateral dogs scoring higher for traits of aggression and fearfulness than animals with strong poor preferences. This may have implications for animal training. Indeed, there is some evidence that poor preference testing might be a useful predictor of which dogs go on to become successful guide dogs. So there is actually some use to this thing. So, assessing poor preferences may also serve to identify vulnerable individuals in stressful situations. For example, left poor dogs have been found to display greater signs of stress in rescue, kennel, in, in rescue kennels than right poor animals. Uh, at this stage, uh, so they're just saying cause, or they're, they're saying they don't know whether it's causal or something else. Causal or what's the other one? I can't remember how to describe it. Words are, my brain's going. Uh, Stephen J. James says, Me too. I am an, I am an animal rights eco-keto meat eater. Hmm. I think Steve Irwin said it best about biodiversity and that's why he eats meat, or used to. Yeah, yeah, because he said he didn't, didn't he? And then he grew, and then he grew up. Well, he, he researched into it and he found that um, in order to feed him and his family just on plants, they'd have to end up like tearing up like uh, rainforest and and stuff. And if you've got livestock around, you've got far more animals and better biodiversity. Yeah, also you get more calories from meat than you do from vegetables, don't you? You get more calorific Well, m- more, more than that, it's... Uh, it's uh, it, Meat is tasty. Yeah. Uh, as uh, Dennis Leary said, meat is murder and murder 